Hello, Master. It's been a while. We are off on an adventure! This is good. When it gets strange like this, it's a good thing. For what it's worth, I've got a good feeling. Trust me, Hera. I'm excited. This is my excited face. Get ready to be impressed! You ready to be impressed, Tam? I'm completely ready. Hey everyone, you're listening to Geeky Bubble, part of the Star Wars Escape Pods Network. I am your host, Jonah Marie, and with me is the hunter to my wrecker, my mom, Maria. Woohoo, I'm the wolf. <laughs> I'm the wolf, baby. Well, <laughs> wolf in terms of you like to destroy things? No, wolf in ter- terms of loyalty oh, okay. and, 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 and the ability to smell the BS, yes, whatever it is. Yes, yes. Oh, yes, because Hunter, <laughs> Hunter had that ability. tracker. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So, yeah, we watched the Bad Batch arc. Mommy just watched it all one after the other. And it was a fun four-episode story about these very eccentric clones. It was awesome, man! It really was. And... <laughs> I know a lot of people who had attended Star Wars Celebration Anaheim in, I think it was Anaheim. That's where we got to see the animatics, which was just like the very rough version of these episodes. So whenever they ran, there were just like like little figures (laughs) gliding across the ground. But it was really cool to see that become what it is today. I only saw those episodes once, or maybe I did twice because they did release them on the website, so I might have watched them again, but it's been years since then, and so when I watched these over again, I vaguely remembered certain things, but there were other things where I'm like, oh my god, what the heck happens here? Are they going to be okay? (laughs) (laughs) I love the whole look of it. It still look like the old Clone Wars episodes, but there's... There's such a finesse around the art and around the effects. Mm-hmm. At one point, there's when the ship goes down and drags through the floor, you can see all the little pieces of minerals just splattering about. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, oh, my God, that was so cool, so artistic. Yeah, yeah, they... Uh I really like what they did in terms of all the lessons that they learned from Rebels and they implemented it when making these episodes because you can see some of the Rebels aesthetic in there, I think. Yeah, um, it's it's a mix. So so they did it so well that it still looks, it still feels like Clone Wars, but better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, enhanced. Yes, yeah, true. It's true. And one of my things, one of the things that I wish they had done at the very beginning, it's sort of like what other shows do, where they look, where they go previously on yeah, Star Wars, yeah, the Clone yeah, Wars, yeah. where it's not, it's not the Tom Kane summary that he does at the beginning, but it was, it's more of like what's happened up until this point that's going to inform everything that's to come in this season. Yeah, yeah. So you know, just drop bits of Ahsoka in there, the, her arc, and when she left the Jedi Order. You know, drop what happened at Echo and give us an idea of who these people are. Yeah, don't just make the assumption that everybody just saw the last one. 
the day before. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of wish they had done a, a general previously on the Clone Wars and then go into each episode with its own background and, yeah. you know, what's what's happening in this situation that's going to dive into what the story is about. So, yeah, I, I kind of wish they had done that. <laughs> Uh, because I was trying to watch it from your perspective. And I'm like, man, Ma's not going to remember that echo. Yeah, arc. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it really, it, it really, like, I, I had to think a lot. Yeah, I like, had to describe it to her. I was like, you remember Fives, right? So Fives had a closer brother. His name was Echo. And there were ARC troopers. And she's like, yeah, I vaguely, vaguely remember. remember yeah. <laughs> so it, it would have been nice for them to have inserted some of that footage in there. Or maybe they didn't. I just don't remember. But you watched yeah. it twice. And I don't think you saw anything in, like, the no, the no, 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 no. Um, the recaps in the beginning are about the what's happening now, now. yeah on an access yeah. and stuff so and speaking of an access i had to bring it up to you the fact that that was the same planet that Hera and sabine were on in out of darkness when in the, in the first season when they go and pick up crates from fulcrum and they get trapped on that planet because zeb and chopper and ezra didn't fix the phantom and so it was leaking Gasoline. Yeah, yeah, and, and that that again is something I have vaguely remembered yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. And then she and and Sahara and Sabine had to defend themselves That's against the Fearnox, yeah, which is the same creatures. Because then they end up going back, Kanan and Ezra, and those are the same creatures that Ezra manages to connect with and control. And he he summons that big one. And he taps into the dark side, and that's the same place, all taking place in the same planet. I, Only that one, at that point, it's been decimated because of, I think the reason is because of an it hit, it was, asteroid hit it or something. So it might have been because that bomb was still there. Yeah. So maybe with the impact of whatever hit it, plus the bomb just completely blew up the planet <laughs> into little... Specs. Fun facts. Fun facts, indeed. <laughs> but I just, I really love those connections. And especially, I don't know if you caught it the second time around, but there was the fear natural. Jonah, I don't cut anything. Especially, <laughs> no, especially, especially if I saw it or it happened a while ago. <laughs> Fine. But I hope the people who are listening caught the fear knocks that were in the background in either the first or the second episode. I can't remember now. But yeah, I just thought that was really neat. Oh, it was the first episode because I just remember I just remember you telling me about them and I'm thinking, I don't I don't see what she see. But that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Whatever. Fine. I'll just get excited about Rebels things on my own. <laughs> um, so speaking of the Bad Batch. Yes. Which one is your favorite, you would say? So there's Hunter, the leader. Wrecker, the more crazy, uh, wants to hit, explode things. He had a lot of Zeb energy. Y yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, then there was Crosshair. Uh, who he was very serious and you know yeah a very a no, meanie he, he wasn't a meanie he he was a, a isolationist he 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 liked to be on his own right 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 but he still knows how to work with the, yeah. his team and then there was tech yes with the very I don't know I, interesting I, hairdo I, I seem to like them all I love like, them all yeah like 
I, I don't think I have a, a, a preference. You know, I, I find it interesting because each one of them really takes on something that I feel is part of me. Hunter, with his that, that ability to send things and control and, and calm the others right. and lead the others. Mm-hmm. Then you have tech with the technological ability, computers and stuff. Uh-huh. You have Wrecker with that boyish, like, oh my God, this is so cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And um, crosshair. crosshair with that seriousness sense of, I know exactly what I'm doing. I don't need to tell you what it is because, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? They're all me. Yeah, I, I, do, I do see that. They're, they're all me. I see it now. So I, I love them. Yeah. And yeah. I really love how uh, this arc did such a great job of highlighting each of their specialties. Yes. I like that Hunter, especially with his fight, fighting abilities and that dagger that That's he had. Right, yeah. That was really cool, the way he went about just chopping <laughs> joints yeah. down. And, of course, Wrecker with just being himself. Yeah, he's a wrecking ball. <laughs> he really is a wrecking ball. Yeah. And Tech, with obviously, with his technology. And Crosshair, he had that really cool... And you were yeah. super surprised in how it played out. But that scene where he's tossing all these little like reflective yeah mirrors mirrors yeah. or whatever they are on the walls, and then he does he just shoots at one of them, and then they start like um, reflecting off of each one. So I thought that was really neat. Uh, I, I, I just started. I, I just started. Oh my god, that is so cool! Yeah. That is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty. I forgot about that, and actually, I think I remember the rough version of it. But yeah, this final version of it just re- looked really awesome. And and the one thing that I love the most is their name. Yes, Bad Batch. Bad, no, no, the 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 ninety nine. Oh, Clone Force ninety nine. Clone Force ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. That just hurt me right in the feels. Yeah, it's ninety nine. Ninety nine. Yeah, I thought it was very well. It done. was the bravest of them all. So true. So true. You know, and, and the Bad Batch actually personally, and I know it reminds others as well, but it personally reminds me of, uh, and I keep referring to these books, but the Republic Commando books, there was a set of clones called the Nulls that were the like initial batch that they had made, but they came out with these very uh, heightened emotions or advancements, and they were adopted by a Mandalorian and so this Mandalorian raised them up to be very Mandalorian themselves. So I always think about these clones, these particular clones like Ordo and Fai. And I was just like, oh, man, I miss them so much. But the, cl- the Bad Batch remind me of them. So that was pretty neat how they, I guess, kind of borrowed some of those ideas and uh, developed them in, the, in their own way. And I love, I love how you said that the Bad Batch aren't really a bad batch. No, they're not. <laughs> they're like the best batch. They're, they're, they're the best batch. I want them all to be bad batches. <laughs> yeah, I, they all should be bad batches. Like, yeah. It will be awesome. That yeah. will be an awesome army. And, and then, of course, our episodes start off with fortune cookies. But the, Oh, I miss those. Yeah, they were really cool, right? Yeah, yeah I miss yeah. those so much. I think the one that I liked the most out of all four of them was the very first one where it said, embrace others for their differences, for that makes you whole. Yeah. 
that really plays out throughout the entire arc yeah. because you have the Bad Batch who are very different from the rest of the clones and they call those other clones regs for mm-hmm. regulars. You know, they there was so much tension in the beginning because they didn't understand or embrace each other's differences. But once they did, and Rex actually exemplifies it the best, the most, because he decided to take a page out of their book and just, you know, just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then when you do that, when you embrace others' differences and they embrace yours, you're able to work together and get stuff done. And like the cookie say, it makes you whole because it just enhances everything you are and adds to whatever you're not. Exactly. Yes. Because there are skills that you don't have, but someone else has. Yeah. So so I, I think that the whole world should take a page of this cookie yeah. and, and, and really think about what it means. It's not, it doesn't mean you stop being who you are right yeah it doesn't mean you forget who you are that you live behind who you are it, it just says you enhance who you are you keep who you are plus you add more to it mm. that that's my biggest wish for humanity i had written an article based on this fortune cookie <laughs> like i managed to write an entire article based on just this <laughs> line alone i essentially said the same thing like we now more than ever we need to pay attention to this particular line because it's true as a community we need to embrace our differences uh, as a global community that's for sure so yeah i thought that was pretty neat how this arc ran with that saying and it's a good little lesson for everyone to be reminded about the best way to start Yes, indeed. And uh, and then there's also that moment where Rex is looking at that photo. And it's of him, Cody, uh, Fives, and, and Echo. Echo. Oh, gosh, that hurt me. <laughs> at that moment, I thought, do the clones even have access to therapists? Like, do they have someone that they can turn to to talk with? I don't think I so. I don't think so, right? Ba- ba- based on, on, on the way that Rex was behaving, No. How do you not have that resource? And Cody said it. He says, nobody really understands. Nobody out there really understands what we go through. Mm -hmm. And let me just say, Feloni does such a beautiful work on portraying our veterans. Yeah, and Feloni and the the crew. crew, Yeah, of course. they, they, They all do such a beautiful job. Of showing our our military, right, and and all they go through, all they give up to do their job to defend the right. rest of us. So and, yeah, and also just to uh, attribute um, Brent Friedman and Matt Mcnovitz who wrote the arc. Yeah, oh, they did such yeah, a fantastic they, job they, portraying they, that. They, they're unbelievable because every single line, every single moment, every single experience that they went through is just. A salute to our veterans, yeah. to our military. It's perfect because Cody said it well. Nobody really understands, understands what we go through, the the many we lose, and how we have to just keep going. Right. I do wish that resource existed for them. And it goes to show, it really enforces the fact that, and we're going to get into it in a little bit, but the whole idea that 
the clones are property. Yeah. So Fives in the Order 66 arc, one of the things he encountered was Nala Say saying, you're Kaminoan property. And he responds by saying, I'm not a piece of hardware. I'm a human being. Shakti didn't really fix the situation or anything. She basically just said, correction, he's Republic property. So it's interesting how Fives experienced that moment. And then Echo, who's basically like his other half, they he experiences being called property by the Tyrell Union. Union. Yeah. In addition to that, you have Rex, who is a strategist for the Republic. You know, they they rely on him to come up with these plans to be this playbook to be able to fight the war, and he's essentially a tool yeah. in, in that way. Echo is also that for the Separatists, only that they had hooked him up to a computer and forced that stuff out of him. It was very interesting how you get to see how the Republic handles the clones and how other entities handle the clones as well. And how at the end of the day, sadly, they are property. They don't have resources like having a therapist just enforces that. They're just meant to, you just got to do what you got to do. You know, one thing I kept thinking about was that, and and it goes to what you're talking about, about using them. It's like nobody's thinking of these clones or these soldiers as people. Right. right. They're all thinking of them as property, tools to use. Right. Some of them them are better at showing compassion better uh, more than others anakin is an example because yeah. he cares about rex, rex and he yes. he wasn't sure how to go about helping rex and that, that's why i really like mm-hmm. that moment with padme even though we're not you and i are not huge padme and anakin shippers i really like that they inserted that moment in there because she helped him realize you know whenever you do crazy crazy crap what where's rex in that moment he's right next to you you need to do the same for him and it's sort of like what when i was writing an article about that episode i had said something along the lines of anakin may not believe echo is alive but it's important for him to believe that rex believes he's alive so you may not have to agree with what with, he's thinking what the other person is, believes in right. just Believe in the person, support in support the person. Yeah, yeah. So I really like that and how they inserted that particular moment between them. And that goes to everything, not just not just friendships, like religion. Like you don't have to be religious, or you don't have to be of a specific religion to understand. You know, just be confident on your own abilities, on your own thoughts, on your own mind to be able to allow others to be as confident in theirs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Anakin, Ahsoka, I'm sure Obi-Wan, we've seen Obi-Wan be just as connected to his commander, Mm -hmm. uh, Cody. Even uh, Mace Windu in this arc, he's like, you know, I'll, I'll take care of it when he was handling the bomb. You get your men out of there. Like, yeah. he was conscious of that and needed to tell them they, to get out of there. They were not just an expense. Yeah, exactly. But w- there are others, of course, that consider them as That's fodder. Better. You know, our yeah. uh, nasty, evil Jedi, what's his name? Um, Krell. Krell. Oh, God. Oh, God. From the <laughs> Umbara arc. I hated him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was evil. Yes. To the max. <laughs> and 
very briefly, because we had mentioned Brent and Matt earlier, I wanted to I wanted to highlight D. Bradley Baker, <gasps> who did such a fantastic job. I mean, the range on this guy like, and <sighs> his performance in these episodes handling different clones. I don't know how he gets it straight in his head. I know he's mentioned it in interviews time and time again how he does it, but it's just to It me, doesn't matter how many times he explains <laughs> it. It will be an odd thing to me. Like, wow. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, he deserves awards oh. for what he does, really. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, crazy, crazy. And like, it's crazy because... And this is another thing about this show, too. They did such a great job of individualizing the clones that you actually think they are different persons, persons. people. Because Hunter, to me, like, when you put all of them, even... Well, I mean, I love Rex, too. But Hunter, I was like, oh, my God, Hunter is so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> He has that rough look. Yeah, you know? and I was just like, but they all, I mean, the Bad Batch being the exception because they all actually individually look very different physically. But the the clones, you know, they just have very, uh, just small, minor things that they alter. Rex shaves his head. He also bleaches it. Fives had a tattoo on his on temple. He had that little beard on his chin. So it's like they all look the same, but they don't. And some of them look hotter than the others. I'm like, how is this even working? What? <laughs> uh, I, you know what I like about the Bad Batch? Other also, the fact that because they're a Bad Batch, they don't look exactly the same. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are actually physically, physically different. Different, yeah. That was uh, that was cool yeah, yeah. to see that on clones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I really liked how they manipulated some of those details yeah. and made them significantly different. And in the end, if you look at Echo, mm-hmm. he looks different yes. from the regular clones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not just because of a little change here or there, but because he was different. Mm-hmm. At that point in his life, he was now a totally different person. person. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Echo, when he when Rex discovers that this is the person behind the transmissions, I was curious. I had I remember had asking I was asking a uh, Clone Wars download, which is their little behind the scenes featurette. Uh, you can ask a question, and I had asked, you know, whether Fives, Fives, whether the idea to bring Echo was there from the very beginning, like when they killed him off, was that thought there to bring him back? Unfortunately, my question wasn't answered, but an interviewer did ask Filoni that question, so I, I just wanted to say what his response was, and he said, no, ha, <laughs> that death really more than any of the other ones, we all kind of noticed that people were like, oh man, Echo. <laughs> And we thought it'd be interesting that the Techno Union, a creepy bunch of guys on the evil side of things, maybe there's something to be done there. So we started to hatch a plan for if that would even be something that's possible. But it wasn't top of mind when we did the Citadel arc. So look at that. Yeah. (laughs) So it was interesting how they thought about it. I'm like, huh, let's see what we can do with this. Uh, so that that was pretty neat. <laughs> they gave something back to the fans on top of the whole, you know, yeah. season. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. Oh, and, and going back briefly to the whole Anakin Padme moment, were you surprised that Rex kind of knew what was going on? No, no, he's his, he's his right-hand man. Yeah, yeah. How else is he going to sneak and get away with things <laughs> if he doesn't have somebody there? And, and Baby Bump... 
Yeah, the, I know. Baby bump. I love how everyone's like, Anakin is so dumb. I love him anyway. Yeah. Cause, <laughs> He's so oblivious. Because not only the bump was there, but she kept putting her hands in front I of know. it. Like, come on, people. Come on, Anakin. Oh, like, Anakin. see it. You're so funny, Anakin. <laughs> and you know what? I just love the moment in the end when Anakin is walking away and Obi-Wan says, at least I hope you say I said hi. <laughs> Too bad, me. Like, boy, you're not getting away with anything. <laughs> There's more people out there other than Rex. Who knows what's going yeah, on? Even Ahsoka at the very end of when she left the Jedi Order, she implied that she had an idea of yeah. what was going on there. <laughs> like, he's so clueless, man. <laughs> and Padme, in the original, since you hadn't seen the animatics, it was a bit different. That scene wasn't originally in there, from what I remember, but was in there. When Rex, Anakin, and the Bad Batch go to their to the Bad Batch's ship, Anakin realizes that the ship has a very uh, risque drawing of Padme. So, you know, like a pinup girl? Uh Yeah, so they had her like that on their ship. And Anakin was furious. He's like, what is this? (laughs) (laughs) And I had, I admit, I laughed when, because everyone was laughing at the, when we watched it originally at Celebration. And it was funny. But looking back on it, it's like, Okay, Dave actually brought up a point in the interviews when he was talking about this arc is that there aren't any women in this arc. So to put that up there, it was just like, uh, we needed to revise it. And I'm glad that they did because then they inserted this part with Padme and Anakin talking. And in this scene, they actually highlight her compassion. It's one of her strengths, the fact that she's so compassionate and knows how to approach a situation delicately. So I, I was happy with that change because unfortunately the one the what they had before, we were laughing at her expense. And I just thought, yeah, I'm glad that they, they kinda thought it out and realized that they needed to change it up a bit. It would have been a, a, a great world yeah, World War, War II, II reference. Reference. Yeah, and this done is that. how the, the the pilots. Yeah, yeah, and we've seen that before with yeah. other no, nose gun art. We've seen little um, Kowakian monkey lizard dropping, I think, bombs or something. I forget what it was. And Plo's bros, Plo has a thingy on on their ship too. So uh, I just thought it was neat that uh, they decided to change it up and not have necessarily highlight a female character that is so admired in such a way and still have her in the episode more present than she was originally. So, Oh, and you know what's very interesting about Rex's behavior in this arc is that it's very much like Anakin. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and Padme alludes to that, mm-hmm. I guess, where he learned it from, yeah. you know, because <laughs> this is Anakin criticizing Rex for doing exactly what he does all the time. <laughs> so so here's Padme bringing a little bit of reality, like, hmm, I guess who he learned that from. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, Anakin, when he lost his mom, it obviously made his need, his desire to have Padme survive even stronger. And, and he did anything to try to keep her alive. For Rex, when he lost fives, I think, personally, I think that had a, a very big impact on him. 
And to find out that Echo is possibly alive, it puts him on the same, I can't have anything happen to Echo. Sort of like Anakin, I can't have anything happen to Padme kind of way. Only it's it's more controlled because it's Rex we're talking about. You know, he, he, he knows how to control his emotions I, although there are there was that instant when he lost uh lost it with crosshair and he punched him and i was like oh snap rex <laughs> but you know it just shows it goes to show that we have our limits yeah you can only we, take so we, much we 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 have our, our our faults here and there and it's okay to admit them as long as we constantly work on you know uh, not doing it again, again. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah it's true which he definitely like it, 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 then the the rest of the show, you see him more controlled yeah, exactly. and, and more into the the plan. That, that okay, you, you guys believe what you whatever it is. I believe whatever it is, and I'm gonna keep going. We're gonna respect each other. Exactly. Oh, and actually, very briefly earlier, we had mentioned Echo and Fives having to face moments in which they were described as property. It reminded me of remember that Star Trek: The Next Generation episode with Data. Oh uh, yeah, where Picard has to find then, yeah legitimate yeah. ways in which he is not considered Starfleet, Starfleet property. property. And I thought, man, that's really cool how there's certain things touching here that we saw in in that episode. And the reason I, I'm more familiar with it is because I wanted to watch it before Star Trek Picard aired earlier in January. So that is definitely an episode everyone should watch. It's called The Measure of a Man. So the, the, treat yourself. The, <laughs> this is a thing. And, and this is something that is, is, is embedded in, in, in humanity's makeup. Anything that is different from what we see in the mirror, we tend to see it as lesser than yeah, us. Yeah. And the moment you start seeing something as lesser than you, you can then start taking away the individuality, taking away the humanity, taking away the things that makes that that will make you give them the same rights, Mm -hmm. give them the same position, the same attention, you know? Mm -hmm. And in in the end, consider that, okay, so I can own it because it means nothing. It has no rights. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It it has no no, no purpose. It's it's not like me. Right. And this is something that is is prevalent. So so it's easy to see it in different shows and in different situations. And you know, it's it's interesting because I want to say it's a universal thing, but the thing is we don't know any, any other any, <laughs> any, aliens so, to so, say. And, 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 and this is why I say humanity, because yeah. I only know humanity. Exactly. And if you go across history, you see this tendency. If it doesn't look like you, if you don't accept it as being similar to you, then you are able to manipulate it to be lesser than you. Mm. And actually, this reminds me that very. No, actually, this doesn't remind me. But very briefly, whenever, whenever I go out with, uh, with you or my brother, uh, last time we did this, where we were at a restaurant, and I was like, next time, guys, we need to say like these humans and these things and yeah. these, these petty humans, <laughs> humans. because I want to come across like if someone overhears us, I want them to like think that we're aliens. aliens. <laughs> And you know, we may get away with somebody thinking, 
what? 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 Where are, the, where are these people coming yeah, from? Yeah. Where are they from? <laughs> yeah. So next time, yeah, we'll, we'll make it. We'll make that happen. Because <laughs> we keep saying it, but we never do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, the opposite. We just try not to blend. Uh, try not to be. Uh, <laughs> you're the first one that starts. Shh, guys. You don't have to speak so loudly. Oh, it's true because you guys speak loud. <laughs> but then how is that's how, true. how are we gonna uh, tell uh, everyone that uh, we're aliens? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true. But um, I want one question for you for Echo. Did you feel like Echo recovered from the situation quickly? Like, did uh, for me personally, I feel like there should have been more of a struggle to adjust. One of the things I noticed, like, you know, in that in, uh, introduction where they, they give us that preamble of yeah, what's yeah. happening, mm -hmm. one of the scenes shows Echo working. Yes, yes. But we don't see this outside. So to me, this is the, their way of saying other things have been happening. In the background. You yeah. know, so so you, don't, you may not get to see everything, ah. but... It, they say he's struggling. Uh, yeah, you know? I, actually, that's they, they bring it up. I'm glad you highlighted that because I, it did stand out to me. Yeah, because I thought, oh wow, there he is. Yeah, wearing uh, that uniform that used to wear when yeah, they were and, in yeah, Camino. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. So, and I think that there's little moments here and there that show his when when he's in in the moment, he's sure of himself and right. he's, he knows what he's doing. But when he's outside that moment, outside that, what you call... Um, Being focused? Uh-huh. You can see in his eyes that he is doubting himself, mm. that he doesn't know his place, that he doesn't know what's happening. You you hear it when he says in the in the end of the of the third episode. Um, episode when he says, yeah, right, back to normal. Right. And then you see it again when at the end, towards the end of the fourth episode, when um, the Rex. Bad Batch offer him yes. uh, a position with mm -hmm. them and then Rex comes and, you know, if, if you feel like you belong with them, then, you know, it's yeah. okay. Yeah, and it's interesting too because he had to, like, snap him out of yeah. it. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and that's how you know that at that moment he's struggling mm. with who he is now, who he was, what happened to him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is the thing. And again, the work they do portraying our, our military is amazing because this is actually how it works with um, real people out there. Their struggles are just right there and they don't come out easily. You don't see them. They go through their day. They do their things. Mm -hmm. They do everything like normal, like every other day, but in their heads. Something else is happening, and you don't see it. It's very little moments. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, because it's true. Not everyone exhibits. It's like how not everyone grieves the same way. No, exactly. Just how some some people, the way that they struggle, isn't the same as how other people struggle. So yeah, I I guess I was expecting more of a of like a physical yes, reaction yeah. to and and that kind of struggle rather than something that's happening mentally internally. So, yeah. But then in, in this kind of situations, uh, uh, prisoners of war, victims of violence, this is how it works. Right, it right, works right. in the mind. In the mind, yeah. yeah. It, 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 they, they, they try to put a picture out there. I, I'm better. I'm better. Because that's what is expected. You're getting better. You, you're not in danger anymore. Nothing is happening to you anymore. But in their inside their heads, that's where the struggle is. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, well said, mommy. Um, one other thing that I thought was a great moment for Rex was when they get to the village people, the the natives, the Poltex. Y M C A. Yeah, not that village. No, 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 not that those village people. No, no. Okay. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Rex tells them that uh, they have to now choose where they where they stand. And I, I believe I saw some people comment on how um, it wasn't right for them to be forced to choose. But to be honest, and I mentioned to the, this to you yesterday when we were watching the episodes, freedom isn't free. Nope. It, and I feel like a lot of people nowadays, and even I catch myself doing this, I take my freedom for granted. Yeah. And I take what was, how that freedom was earned for, for granted. granted. Mm-hmm. So... Sometimes when you're living your life, living your way, and all of a sudden something impedes on it and they are trying to take away your freedoms, you have to fight back. If you don't, then you're, you'll be like Echo. His humanity was taken away. His little, bits, little bits and pieces start to come out and erode who you are, yeah. who the society, uh, society around you is is or is supposed to be so it's a tricky thing and it's something that we all have to be vigilant for freedom is not free just because it has the four letters right there in the beginning does not mean that it's free Mm -hmm. it is an inalienable i always have to right Mm -hmm. you you should be free every person out there has the right to be free but there are things that threaten it exactly but when that freedom is threatened, when that when somebody else is trying to control that freedom, you need to stand up. You need to fight for it because it can easily be taken away mm-hmm. and you wouldn't even see it, which is why I love the, the, the show Handmaiden because mm-hmm. nobody saw it. Everybody mm-hmm. just sat down and expected the government to do the right thing mm-hmm. and it, they didn't. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there are people who want to be neutral because they don't want to contribute to either side and what's happening to other to either side. It's sort of like Bendu. His actions are neutral. He's not going to help one side more than the other. So I, I get people wanting to be that, but at some point, yeah. unless you can disappear like Bendu and get out of the situation, situation. Uh, you're gonna have to uh, take otherwise a sh- make a you're, choice. You're gonna have to make make a stand. And it's hard. I mean, I understand oh, no. that yeah. people want no, to, don't yes. want to, but external forces aren't going to abide by what you're by what you believe in. Yeah, and and, and they're not gonna just forget you're there. Yeah. You know, and it's it's scary. It is scary. It's scary because yeah, yeah. um, because once you make a stand, you actually have to do something about it. Yeah, yeah. and you have to commit, and it's difficult, but. You you said it well when freedom is not free. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So moving on to what Rex tells Echo about how hopefully it'll just be like good times. My instant reaction to that was, it's not, <laughs> Rex. What? It's not going to be like old times. Echo is not only just physically different from where he was from what he last remembers but fives is in there he's lost fives and i'm and I, that's one thing i wish they had inserted into this arc i wanted to and we get the implication because he knows that since we saw him go with the bad batch 
he he must know that Fives isn't alive. Because if Fives was alive, he'd want to see Fives. And he'd want to continue working with Fives. His Domino Squad is no longer alive. Mm-hmm. Nothing is like how it was before. Yep. And you can't transition back into that. So I was very surprised when Rex said it. I guess more for himself. Yes. Because he's he has his brother back. The, the, this is the other side of the yeah. coin. You, you, you always have two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. And Rex is representing the other side. The side that is relief to see his loved one come back mm-hmm. and being alive. And they're here. And they want to see everything that everything is back to normal. normal. But, but you not. you have the other side, which is the victim that has to struggle with coming back to a world that not only physically but mentally doesn't feel the same, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it will never be the same again. And they have to struggle with that. The two sides yeah. of the same coin. Yeah, yeah. So Rex said it more for himself. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, when Echo ends up going with the bad batch, Rex has to accept, accept that. that. Yeah, it's not going to be like old times yeah it was such a heartbreaking moment i'm trying not to cry right now (laughs) yeah and you see it in his face because this is another thing that they they really refine very well and it's in the the expressions right which is uh, something that i hope it came came from rebels because one of the things that (laughs) that rebel gave us was the expressions and you 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 will see the expressions and and just by the eye movements you will see you will know what they were thinking or feeling and they did a very good job on integrating that with the clones because before yes you you saw it in 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 certain scenes here and there but that it was more rough yeah yeah now it was easy because you saw when that camera quote-unquote camera (laughs) pulls into rex's face as he's coming away from echo yeah you know you see it in his face that you know it's breaking his heart yeah but it's the right thing to do yeah because this is where he feels he belongs Mm -hmm. oh did at any point did you think that at any point echo was going to betray them nope you you fully trusted that he was on their side he is a totally different clone now. He's not the regular. He's not a reg anymore. No, he's not a reg. That's true. That's true. So so the way he, he was acting was in line with being different. Ah, uh, you're right. And we have to embrace those that differences. Princess. Again, why I love that saying, because really Im- you really see it flow through the entire arc. See, this is the thing. At the core, he was still Echo. Mm-hmm. He was still who he was before everything happened to him. And that core was loyal to his brothers. There was no way that he was going to betray that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, outside and, 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 and in his behavior, he now is different. He doesn't look like the others. He doesn't act like the others. Yeah. But that doesn't take away from who he is. And loyalty to his brothers was first and foremost. Yes, form. exactly. So I will, I, I, I never. And if it ever were to happen during the story, it would definitely had to be a programming thing. Oh yeah, of course. It wasn't of choice. Exactly. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, and actually just thinking now about, you know, what Fives had discovered about their internal chips, it made me wonder, because of how Echo was just so physically altered, I wonder if the, the chip still exists in Echo or whether the chips exist in the Bad Batch. Yeah, and interesting, yeah. And, and this was interesting, too, the fact that when Rex had asked them, who do you report to? They were like, 
to be honest, we don't really know. <laughs> and 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 I I don't know why I got the sense that they kind of get orders directly from Palpatine, but via something else that makes it look like it's not Palpatine. Yeah. And then I, I was thinking about it. I was like, oh my God, what if like during Order 66 or po- post Order 66, they're required to do things to hunt down certain Jedi in the strategic way that they do, in the strategic way that they are. Even all the clones. Even, oh my God, mommy, no. <laughs> no. Well, no. It, this oh, is what, true. They, they, they're an, an elite squad. They really they, are, This yeah. is what they're used for. For the Bad Batch, I, I wonder, but for Echo, thinking from a standpoint of technology, I think that the techno, the, union? The techno union probably removed it only so that they could install their own. Yeah, maybe. Because this is a ship that is there with an, a subroutine. Mm-hmm. I doubt that they will would allow it to stay there when it could prevent, uh, prevent them yeah. from, uh, you know, applying their own technology or it can, you know, erode like a virus, yeah, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I would think that they removed it. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I'm, that I'm it, curious. If they were as smart as developing that technology to uh, interface face with him with a computer, computer, that they would be smart enough to remove any foreign object that could act as a virus and overwrite their own Programming. programming that's true oh i like that i don't know whether we'll find out but i like that theory and then we get to the episode where uh mace windu and obi-wan play a part in it and i found this very interesting from mace windu <laughs> when he told the droids he gave them a choice yeah and and, and even obi-wan was like what yeah <laughs> like is, it, yeah. is like, this what we're doing now yeah <laughs> and it was very interesting like why now why at this point are you Maybe he was still, uh, you know, stolen for time. Oh, maybe, maybe. But, I mean, it wasn't that much time that he was stalling. But. Seconds here and there, hey. <laughs> true, true. But, yeah, I was very curious about his his actions, his words there. I was like... I was like, what? <laughs> I, I, what? D- dude, I think you're a little bit too late with that. Yeah. I wonder if it's because part of him still wants to find a way to negotiate stuff instead of fighting it out. I also, at a moment, thought maybe this is him, you know, starting to realize that a lot of the decisions that he's made in the past are not the right ones. Oh, maybe. So So he's starting trying to fix it. Yeah. With little actions here and there. Maybe, maybe. Because let me tell you, I love uh, Miss Windows' um, purple lightsaber. Yes, I know this. Yes. That's my color. Yeah, I know. And I really always liked Maze and his stoic and his... Um, persona, persona. Mm-hmm. but he he really made some stupid choices along the way <laughs> yeah that's so true. That's you know true. um <laughs> uh another cool moment that i really liked was when anakin was with trench in the command center trench doesn't believe that anakin will do anything because he's a jedi yep and he starts to say that, you know, you're a Jedi, and he, like, chops the arms down, his mechanical arms. And he, he literally says uh, something along the lines of, I have no such weaknesses. And I was like, oh, and you can hear the very subtle, yeah. I know Daniel emails us or lets us know, lets us know his thoughts about um, music and such in the background, but I really heard it this time where... You can hear the the Vader theme or whatever yeah. that is in the in the background there. I thought that was really neat. 
Yeah, he 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 is starting to to accept his fate. Yeah. Who he is, who who even if he doesn't know who he will become, he's starting to get there. Mm. Mm-hmm. When Anakin grabs the the detonator and he gives it to Wrecker. <laughs> of my, my life. life and he's wiping his tear <laughs> teary eyes like uh. oh gosh I love Wrecker I mean he Hunter I think Hunter is my favorite but Wrecker is just you know what I'm gonna say Wrecker is my favorite too because he's he has um Mikey vibes yeah. from uh, Ninja Turtles yeah he has an innocence to him yes that underlines whatever he does and and, and you just you cannot help yourself but love him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I love his fear of heights. Yeah. It, it was so relatable. Since I have an issue with gravity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was just so funny. I'm not afraid of heights. It's just that I have an issue, issue with gravity. gravity. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I want to say that from now on. And of course, Echo joins that squad now. In a way, he kind of gets the Domino squad back by being with this group here. Because there was five people um, when he was initially starting as Mm -hmm. a cadet. So to be the fifth member of of a new squad, it's it's sort of like old times in that way. But yeah, just this fact that he's just, he's different now. And they're different. And he feels a, a brothership with them. And especially since they had such a, such an interesting adventure. Yeah. You kind of bond with people through those moments. Oh, and then I just, I wrote something about Rex and Echo that I guess I wanted to read out loud. I, I guess, so I pasted it onto our notes. But basically what I said was, even though Rex isn't hooked up with computer wires, he and Echo continue to be tools in this war. Rex develops strategies for the Republic's forces and Echo does the same for the Separatists. The longer it drags out, the more it chips away at them. Um, in a way, Echo represents what war physically does to a person while Rex represents the mental and emotional aspect. In hearing Echo's voice, and not only gives Rex hope that his friend is still alive, but it also gives him hope that even after all the chaos and destruction, part of the essence remains intact. So yeah, yeah. I thought that was a very interesting comparison between the two. You know, in hearing that voice, there's there's still some hope that maybe even through all this destruction, part of them still remains. Nice. And that's the thing about war. You know, it, it, you can't help but be changed and yeah. altered. So you can't help but feel... Like, hope that part of you still remains after it's all said and done. And in the end, it's accepting that you are different. Yes. That things, while they may look the same, they are different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's what helps you in the road to recovery. Which is why I love when they all five salute him in the end. Because yes. this, uh, this is his way to recovery. Both of them, both Echo and Rex, has have, have accepted what is different and both see what is still the same. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was such a great shot because it also reminded me of in Rebels when Rex, Greyer, and Wolf salute Kanan. Mm-hmm. It's such a it's such a beautiful thing to see when they when they choose to fight for something they believe, believe in, in and not necessarily because they were programmed. Yeah. 
Did you have any final thoughts about the arc? No, I just, I can't wait to see more. Yes, I know. And that's the thing. A lot of people were like, oh, you know, I already saw this arc. I'm not, I don't feel as excited. I'm, I'm excited more for what's to come later. But uh, I, I generally just love this arc because uh, I, I, I love the clones. I love what stories we get out of these characters and their struggles even though it hurts i still like that they are given a fair share of the screen you know it's emphasized that these characters are important so yeah and going to what i just said things being different and staying the same it may be the same to you but it's different from us who haven't seen it yet yes this is true so let's accept that more people now are seeing it. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's all good. More yeah. the more people who watch, watch Clone it, Wars, better. the better. So, but yes, I am excited for Ahsoka's walkabout arc, where uh, we see her deal with life after leaving the Jedi Order. I- I'm assuming that there might have like some transitional episode at the end of that arc that leads into the Siege of Lam- Mandalore arc. At least that's what I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, moving into listener thoughts and questions, we have Derek. Derek said, it's a dream come true for Clone Wars to be back. That being said, Bad Batch was definitely the unfinished story I was least interested in. (laughs) I just mentioned that. I wanted Son of Dathomir or Dark Disciple or Bane slash Fett. It was fun, but I'm super excited for the return of Ahsoka next week. But yeah, I tell you, we all have our favorites. I know, know? true. (laughs) You know, I kind of wish, I wish this season wasn't just 12 of episodes. episodes that's the thing yeah. and, and, and that <laughs> again one of the very underlying characteristics of humanity we want things we get something we, and want, we want more, more. <laughs> we need more it's true uh, it's just it's such a great series and i really like this i love rebels for what the sto- for that story and how it was just like a continuous story it had a beginning middle and end Clone Wars, I liked I liked how it jumped around. You got to see a lot of the galaxy that way. And I missed that. So yeah, I kinda wish that we were getting more episodes just so that we can see. For Dark Disciple though, I, as much as I love that novel, I I love it so much. But I honestly, if it were to get any sort of animated or live action series or anything like that it needs to have it needs to be on its own it can't be limited to four or i think it was eight episodes i I don't remember now it can't be limited to that it needs to actually like be as its own yeah it needs to be like that novel because so much of it was just what was internally happening in the characters' heads like you can't take away that stuff because it's not going to have the same effect i think so yeah that needs to be off on its own um so four episodes is not enough (laughs) or eight episodes because i i need it i need more of it (laughs) than just that um, but Bane and Fett, yeah, that would have been really interesting. I, I, I understand why they didn't put that in there. There was a, a clip that they had shown at Celebration Orlando, I think it was, where you see Bane, Cad Bane, and Boba Fett, young Boba Fett, about to duel each other. They shoot at each other, and that's where the clip ends. And we're like, whoa, who's... Well, we know Boba Fett survived, but what happened to Cad Bane? <laughs> Is that where he dies? Um, but I understand why they didn't put that in there because it, it, even though I love the bounty hunter stuff, they were trying to focus on like the clone, ending the clone wars. And that really wouldn't 
wouldn't have fit in and, yeah. with what they have here. Oh, and in Son of Dothamir, I can see th- I can see why they should have put that in just so that you can get an understanding of how Maul wrapped the Mandalorians around his fingers and, and how he grows more angry towards Sidious and Dooku for what happens to What's his what's her name? Um, 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 um God Mother Town? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Mommy, you got oh it. Oh my Mother- god, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, you wow. re- you remembered a name that yeah. I didn't. Yes. Wow, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> wow. I'm so proud of myself right now. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Mother Towson. Yes. Oh wow, I- I'm so excited. My heart is palpitating right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I can see how they should have put that in there. But I guess they thought it exists in a comic form if people wanted to go in and dive in to that story you can go ahead and do so but yeah definitely more episodes but i'm happy with what we've gotten so far and Rafaela said am i too late oh no no you're not you're not too late (laughs) (laughs) um i wasn't excited for this arc at first but now i'm sad it's over these episodes are so much better than the original ones that's true it's because you know the original ones were so rough i mean yeah (laughs) it's not something you could watch over and over and over again And then she goes on to say, Filoni really made the right changes. I hope we get to see the Bad Batch again. It would be awesome if they joined Ahsoka and the Siege. Oh, how cool would that be? Although I guess I don't want that to happen because if they do have those chips in their heads, they would be a force to be reckoned with. with. Yeah. (laughs) So we don't need that. (laughs) You know, those emotions. There's there's already going to be enough. (laughs) There's already going to be a lot of emotions with Ahsoka and Rex (laughs) and the Mandalore. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Although there is supposed to be another arc with the Bad Batch, it was something about being on Kashyyyk, um, the Wookiee homeworld. I think it also involved Echo. But yeah, they were supposed to take, uh, there was supposed to be some sort of mission there. I don't think they got too far ahead in terms of uh, making that into animatics the way that we saw originally with the Bad Batch. So I can see how they didn't put that in because, again, it just didn't fit well. But hopefully one day we'll, we'll see these stories in some form or another. And last but not least, we have Hope. She said, hi, ladies. I hope you guys are being safe up there with all the crazy stuff that's happening. I'm wishing you guys the best. And I'm thinking of you guys. Thank you for all the wonderful messages you sent me the last month as I've been going through my hard time. So, yes, Hope, we are... We're braving the storm of here <laughs> with all the crazy madness that's happening to our world. But uh, we hope that you and all of our listeners are doing well. Please remember to wash your hands at all times. Don't touch your mouth. <laughs> Don't touch your face. Don't touch your face. Please. We need you guys to be and safe. And be considerate to the people around you. Yes, this is true. Yes. Um, if you can work from home, do it. Take advantage of it. Be mindful. And so moving on to her message, Hope says, uh, My dear Captain Rex has the trauma of the war catching up. That survivor's guilt sinking in. Oh, yeah. Survivor's guilt. guilt. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I have to breathe a sigh of relief watching this new season. We know that Rex survives to to Star Wars Rebels timeline. Unlike before, when I dreaded his possible demise every episode, I can rest easy now. Rex's journey has been one of the most, one of the best narratives of the 
show. I think we're seeing his transition this final season. He's been through so much. The season will be the last step to get him to who he is in Rebels. After he gets in a fight with Wrecker and Crosshair in episode two, Rex's talk with Anakin pretty much sums up his emotional journey through the series. Rex has lost so many people he's cared about over the course of the series. He's lost all of the other members of Domino Squad. He was tricked into killing his own men in the Umbara arc. He chose to walk away from a chance of a different life with Cut Laquane and his family. All he has is hope that he can save one life and make it better. He can save the last member of Domino Squad with Echo. As we move towards Order 66, we know that Rex is about to lose so much more. His emphasizing saving just one life is important. We see later on that he's with Wolf and Gregor in Rebels, possibly having saved them. Every life is important, and with someone who has lost so much about and about to lose everything, I think Rex is done with this war. I think he's done playing it by its rules. Fives was the one who taught Rex that clones are individuals and deserve to be more than just cannon fodder. Rex is taking those lessons and he'll be damned before he loses someone else he loves. They're very Anakin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Him and a lot of the clones really are feeling like this is drawing, dragging out too long. And I feel like a lot of the galaxy is feeling like that too. I mean, imagine having this war ravage all different parts of the galaxy. It it gets tiring. They're pretty much at their breaking point. Hope went on to say, I love the Bad Batch and their personalities, names, and their character designs. Yeah, they're outlandish, but they're also archetypes. Only having four episodes, roughly an hour and 20 minutes of screen time, they don't have time to give the Bad Batch deep stories, making them very basic archetypes. The Rambo leader, the sharpshooter, the tech guy, and the muscle. We know everything we need to know about them from the get-go. We'll get little snippets here and there. But we don't need more than that to advance the plot. This is Rex's arc. Their support for that arc. They are used perfectly in the way they should be used. Very true. Very true. My favorite thing of the new season is how heightened everything is. We as fans know this is it for the series. As the final season, everything is coming to a close. They're writing more emotional character-driven stories as we see with Rex and Anakin. But what really hits home is how close Revenge of the Sith is. It's looming on the horizon of these final 12 episodes. I believe it was Sky Talkers that said that this is the Anakin Skywalker goodbye tour. <laughs> Once the series ends, he's Darth Vader. This is the last that we'll see Anakin in the Clone Wars as a hero and a good guy. These will be his final steps away from the light and into darkness. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Anakin, how you messed up. <laughs> um, <laughs> every single... <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, it's true. Um, but she goes, on, she goes on to say, every single moment of every episode matters at this point. So when we get an opening scene where Rex is withholding information from Anakin, that could be something that affects the end game. Could that damage the trust between Anakin and Rex? Could that be the first step that fractures the relationship between these two friends? No, I don't think so. I mean, if the rest of the arc pretty much showed how Anakin was dedicated to helping Rex. I I don't think we'll see any sort of fracture between them, to be honest, because in Rebels, Rex is still... Rex still believes that, that Anakin he, died a hero. Yeah, he's not... He doesn't know about Anakin Vader. He's being Vader. Yeah. 
And it was never implied. Ah- Ahsoka, I don't think, ever told him. So I, I, he pretty much believes that Anakin was good right up until the very end when he quote-unquote died. Yep. So uh, let's discuss the Anakin and Obi-Wan and Anakin and Padme scenes that everyone is talking about from season two, from episode two. They are changes from the original animatics. I appreciate Star Wars explained in their reviews, making sure to know the differences between the original animatics and the final product so viewers are aware of the changes. It looks like all the changes are to keep the story more, more character-focused over plot-driven narratives, which is a really smart move on their part with Anakin's goodbye tour in mind. I wonder if this is the last time we see Anakin and Padme together until episode three. It makes their conversation so much more important because it is a lesson that Anakin never seems to learn. Padme tells him that Anakin and Rex has been together a long time. He should trust Rex's instincts and lead on this one, which we see that Anakin does does do this time. Yeah, I I don't think we're going to see Padme again, to be honest. And uh, I think the next time we'll see her is during Revenge of the Sith. It, it kind of makes sense because in that moment when they see each other, they're like hugging and embracing because it's been so long. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I don't think we're going to see her again for sure. Hope goes on to say, but he doesn't do this with Obi-Wan. We now know that Obi-Wan knows something is going on with Anakin and Padme. I doubt that Kenobi knows that they're married, but he's aware there's something, which makes it even sadder that Anakin doesn't feel like he can trust Obi-Wan with this information. Obi-Wan would probably understand more than anyone else. Obi-Wan has known love. He was in love with Satine. And he understands what it's like. In the closed arc, Obi-Wan even confided to Obi to Anakin that he had romantic feelings towards Satine. Obi-Wan should be the one Anakin should turn to, but Anakin has been living in uh, with secrets this long. He does not take Padme's advice to trust the people co- closest to him. And with episode three coming, we know that he never will. Revenge of the Sith gives every one of these episodes even bigger emphasis. It ups the drama and the emotion with every single second. The writers and crew clearly wrote these episodes and made changes from the animatics with that thought in mind. Obi-Wan, even Obi-Wan in uh, Revenge of the Sith, once Anakin's turned bad and uh, he goes to Padme, he goes, Anakin's the father, isn't he? I'm so sorry. Anakin really, really, and again, it's what in the end dooms him. He he lets his emotions take over, just obliterate any reasoning. Anakin to me feels like he's going through this alone. No one else is experiencing this. No one else is going to understand. Even though you just said that Obi-Wan and Satine, Obi-Wan loved Satine and and Anakin clearly knew that, he still in his mind feels like no one else is going to understand this. To be honest, I feel like he's a teen that never grew. Never grew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's what that's what a teen feels like. I am the only one. I am the one that's experiencing this. No one else. I'm sorry for the teens out there listening to this, but it's true. I I remember feeling that when I was growing up. We all do. Yeah. Like I still remember at my age now. I sometimes look back to some of the moments I, I I still have fresh in my mind of my teen years, and I go, "You are such a smart smart person." Like. How? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and that's the thing. He he never had the 
the development that he needed to be dealing with these issues. And that's that's where the problem lies. He he aged, but his mind never matured. Exactly. Anakin just never had the experiences. And that's the thing. Do Jedi have therapists? <laughs> I don't think Je- I don't think anyone <laughs> in this galaxy, galaxy had therapists. has therapists. Uh, no. There's no, no space therapists. Nope. What is this? <laughs> we, we, we need to um, deploy some. Yeah, seriously. I mean, how is this not a thing in a galaxy that's ravaged by war all the time? <laughs> and then um, Hope ends this email with, and Anakin has two sides this season. He has his public self and his private self around the other people. He's the fun-loving general messing with Rex and Obi-Wan, cracking jokes and being a superstar Jedi parkour master. <laughs> But when parkour, um, but when uh, he's alone with Admiral Trench, we can see how far he has slid away from the light side. He's not taking prisoners anymore. You can see the anger on his face. It's like embedded. The anger is just like natural. natural. The outside <laughs> is starting to reflect the inside. inside. So true. So true. Uh, he's not trying to hold back. Unlike earlier seasons, where killing might have been a last resort he straight up murders trench and he makes a joke about killing him too clone wars has done such an amazing job at showing how much anakin has slowly been corrupted it makes his fall to the dark side make sense like rex he has also lost so much he's almost at the point of no return and that's the thing like you're not the only one who's lost so much anakin everyone has lost a lot but it goes to Again, your point it goes to the point that he he never matured his yeah. mind never grew out of his boyhood yes exactly um i'm so happy that clone wars is back i can't wait to hear your thoughts on the show with all the love in the world hope and she said, P.S., and you can edit this out, but Maria, I have defended your honor. Jonah mentioned that you were called elderly. I fussed at her because you are a classic. Love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's true because, uh, you know, she and I were texting and with all of this stuff that's happening right now, there's the concern about older people and, and this particular virus and how it affects them. And my brother and I keep emphasizing, my, you're not, even though you're a certain age, you're still in that range of elderly <laughs> and then my mom's like if you guys say that one more time i'm going to kick your butt <laughs> um and i told this to hope and hope is like no she's not she's a classic <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> thank you for defending my honor somebody has to <laughs> and that's it that's it for our listener thoughts and questions so next time we'll be back to discuss the ahsoka walkabout arc and so just again just as a reminder we won't be doing these episodes weekly we'll be doing them at the end of each arc so mommy where can listeners find you uh listeners can find me on twitter with the handle at hubian214 mommy i have not watched dr who yeah i know you I, haven't i know you're disappointed i in am me. very very disappointed yes my I, child. I, I fell behind and i got to the point where i was like you know what i'm gonna have to marathon the rest of it this is so freaking cool of a season i know i heard i heard very good things about the season i have i have a block of time scheduled on sunday for tv catch up so i will definitely catch up then yes you have to (laughs) okay then so and listeners can also find geeky bubble on twitter by searching for at geeky bubble pod and me with the handle at blue j guys if you'd like to send us an email you can do so by emailing geekybubblepod at gmail.com 
Last but certainly not least, if you haven't done so already, please follow our podcast network on Twitter by searching for at We Are Escape Pods and tune into Unmistakably Star Wars Sky Talkers podcast and Friends of the Force podcast for more Star Wars news and discussion. And may the Force be with you. Always. Always.